welcome back. Hot Box Show episode 189, creeping up to that all important 200th episode in November. Mm -hmm. uh, tonight we've got Full House here, isn't it great? We've just had the most awesome Vina hot dogs and we're raring to go. Um, tonight we're going to be dishing the dirt on soil. Seeing as last week we dealt with seeds, uh, this week we, we are dealing with uh, soil and we have got one of our oldest affiliates here tonight. Hello Wes. Hi guys, thanks very much yeah, for the invite. Oh, it's so nice seeing you around the table again. That's very, very nice. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Always, a, always a pleasure. And before I even say always support those who support Fields of Green, I must say that BioLeaf Technologies have been a backbone of Fields of Green and our affiliate program for, for so many years. And we've had so many adventures together over the years, so lots <laughs> to talk about. And we have our resident expert, as always, obviously Dan the Growman. Hello, Dan. Hello. How's it going? Joe looking all smiley and ready to go as well. Do hey. I look smiley? You look smiley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all really, really been enjoying um, the spring that's been in the air. We've had this odd little nippy nights and a little bit of a grey day here and there. But uh, I think we're looking forward to preparing our soil and getting those amazing raised beds, no-till. That, of course, is my pr preference. Um, this winter, I put an absolute moratorium on raking leaves in the garden. So all the areas where all the leaves have left, it looks what could be called a mess. But they're there, mulching or whatever, waiting for the first rain. So hopefully by the, this time next week in episode 190, we'll be able to say, yay, it's been raining at the jazz farm. So coming to you live and unpredictable from the Hotbox studio here in Johannesburg. Um, they're, they're talking about me behind my back here. I can see them talking about me. This is not a dead joke more. I'm loving second of that's like, that's my kind of cheese. It's so nice having somebody else around the... Uh, around the table, you know, it just cre it creates an energy in the studio and tonight we've also got an awesome audience So people that you can't see is our amazing director Teto back after a sabbatical up north Yeah, my sister And Teto, our director's uh, assistant, T4 sitting there in the corner and you can't see it But she's got a gorgeous pink wig on All natural And of course Amy and we've got Dale is going to be, we're going to be swapping out a little bit making the table a bit more dynamic tonight we've got Nick here with Frank the Tank on his lap Nick our awesome assistant and we've also got a very special guest one of our prize winners who came and fetched his prize here at the jazz farm after a very long time and I've been saying oh I wish this guy would come and fetch his prize it's in my way <laughs> so Tobias the Great thank you thank you for your support and watching the show over the years thanks for joining us as audience so so it's it really is a very nice vibe here tonight in the Hot Box Show studio. So don't forget to vote in our, to, to enter our Insta Your Gram competition. Hashtag Insta Your Gram. Tag at hotboxshow.co.za. While you're there, like, share, subscribe, and all of that, um, all of that nice stuff that we always remind you. Torch your nails, spark your joints, and blaze a blunt for jewels. It's time to get lit and find out what we are going to be smoking tonight, please. Sure thing. So, we are blessed tonight. We've got some really, really good um, extracts. Mr. Hashman oh, yeah. is, is debuting. Hashman. He's got all his, all his mace. Hashman's got all his mace tonight. 
all his hydrocarbon friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's not he's not wanting to start. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we got some I'm not sure what strain it is. We we do, you know we I don't actually know. It's it's a some a tropical something. You forgot Joe. Okay. We forgot to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> to write it down. <laughs> so that looks right really down. nice and sugary. sticky and sugary and is that Delicious. one of the ones from the Cookie Man? Yes. Okay, so the Cookie Man came to visit us today in the studio. So I'll show you some of his nice savory um, nibbles. I think they brought two samples. They brought that one and they brought this one here. Yes. You can see the difference between them. Yeah, totally. One of those different strains. Yes. So imagine yeah, different that extractors as well. from the soil with all its microbes and its worms and its mycelium and everything to that. Isn't it amazing? Soil to oil. Soil to oil. And then we've got some nice sources of hydrocarbon. This is, what's it, Candy Ray. Oh, nice name. Yeah, so we've got all of that and the star of the show. So these are just the star of the show that we have tonight, which has been worked on for a while for our dear friend. This is called. Jules number one. Come on, get a good. Yeah. Hey, this is so stellar. Look at that. It just shines so bright. It really is a star. It's an eye catcher. So this is from Knuckle yes. Genetics, and unfortunately, um, uh, the other half of the BioLeaf team, Jared, couldn't be with us tonight. So hello if you're watching from home, Brew. Yeah. Uh, but I think Hashman, look, he's fallen over in delight there as they look at that awesome bud. So what happened is Knuckle Genetics, um, some months ago, I think it was maybe nine, ten months ago, sent out a few samples for all of us to try um, of different, um, do you call them phenotypes, Dan? Yep, that's different it. phenotypes of, <clears throat> of uh, varieties that he wanted to combine to make this Jules strain. Mm -hmm. And um, <coughs> so we sent samples all around the country, down to Cape Town, to Tony Budden, and all the lobby group people down there, and they all tried it. We sent to East London, we sent to Jeffers Bay, to Ricky, and then we all voted. And then they took the top three of those six, and correct me if I'm wrong, Wes, and then crossed them and came up. We had Jules number three a few weeks ago, which we also premiered on the show. And then last week, uh, Nikel Genetics delivered uh, Jules number one. Uh, it's, a, it's a strain ex exclusive to the jazz farm. Yes. So, wow. so you can... Um, you can come and sample some if you come and visit us if we have an open day. Because uh, you know we're allergic to the general public, but we love visitors. So uh, so there it is in all its glory. And, um, and it's got glory. We can light one up. We can light one up. So we're going to roll this up now. Absolutely. See what this tastes like. ridiculous. It looks like you painted it on. Yeah. It would be interesting just to know what the lineage is. And the leaf matter is there just because it has to be. You know? Okay, put you it in your hand. It. it gets a bit lost in the background. Do you think Jules would have liked that? Yeah. I think Jules would have loved it. He would have put it in his pink pipe already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Is it? It should. doesn't seem to want to focus. There almost. The back one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a squeeze there. Okay, Jules so would tell have us some about amazing the commentary about the smell. The yeah. Scratch and I sniff. Still, I still am having a bit of difficulty with the smelling oh. department, so someone's going to have to smell that. It's a very fruity kind of Ooh. smell. 
Fruity, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say very fruity. It's very dense, mm. full of crystals, mm. nice yeah, bud structure. Smells I mean, it's, it's really, really. Yeah, I said, I said when it, when uh, when they delivered it, I said it's a bit like Grenadella, mm. <laughs> as we say in South Africa, Grenadella, but. I, and it's mm. sneaky. Super, super sneaky. Yeah. And uh, Amy and I smoked some of it oh, last yes. Friday yeah, afternoon, yeah. and we rendered ourselves very Friday oh, afternoon. <laughs> well, Amy was very well, quiet. Well, it's a small, small Friday tonight. So she was all going home, and then next minute yeah. it was just like, yeah, she was somewhat um, speechless. Yeah, she just yeah. like she yeah. got like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just it, getting yeah. into it. I'm looking forward yeah. to trying that. Yeah. I've tried some of this um, sugary. Uh, dab, and it's very tasty. So very while tasty. we're topping up our THC levels there, remember to know your Dacher Farmer, tag at hotboxshow.co.za, enter our Instagram competition. And before we carry on into the FGA update, we've been had quite a busy week as usual, what about um, our poll for this week? So we've, Joe came up with three very good um, uh, options for the poll and remember that you can only participate in the poll on Facebook because YouTube stopped their polling system. So seeing as we're talking about soil with BioLeaf, the experts and Dan the Grow Man, the experts and Dale is going to be joining us soon. What is your go-to for soil? Okay, so you, it's, you're about to plant maybe within the next two months or so. We've got quite a long planting season in South Africa. You can plant all the way until January, remember. It's just like millies. I remember an old grower telling me that duck is just like millies. You can plant from October to January. So that's a good guide. I always go, I always go by that. I prefer towards the end of October, beginning of November. Um, but it's all about knowing your duck farmer and... It, what is your go-to for soil? Number one, I've been cultivating my own soil for years. So, I've been cultivating my own soil for years. I can certainly say yes to that one. Number two, I buy soil and amend to my preferences. I think for that one, you've got to like know your thing. You've got to know what you want. Yes. You can't get what you want unless you know what you want. <laughs> that old saying. And then number three is I completely trust the soil I buy. I use it as is. Well then, you obviously buy bio-leaf soil. <laughs> I can be the bio-leaf girl. 100%. Okay? Yeah. So let me just run through those again. Please go and vote in our poll. I've been cultivating my own soil for years, number one. Number two, I buy soil and amend to my preferences. Number three, I completely trust the soil I buy. I use it as is. Okay, and we'll come back to you with the results of that poll at the end of the show. So now we're going to move on to our Fields of Green Paul update. So we had, a, we had a very pleasing thing happen this week because we got some feedback from a viewer. You know, and we're always asking people if you agree with what we say or you want to know more or um, you disagree with what we say, engage with us in the comments down below or there are a gazillion ways to get hold of us. There really are. There's anything to do with Dacha Couple, there's anything to do with Fields of Green for All, and there's anything to do with the Hotbox Show. So a simple sh uh, search, but obviously the best way to get hold of us is via our website contact form, because uh, Charles, our trusty Charles down there in Cape Town at the moment, um, always gets back to the people who contact us on the website, and sometimes there might be a bit of delay on social media. So coming in on our Fields of Green contact form was this um, 
was this comment. And remember last week we spoke about seeds. So cannabis seeds be, being, uh, being legal in the UK is not true at all. The way they are packaged and worded allows seed banks to sell seeds. The UK do not produce seeds for retail. All seeds in the UK come from Spain, Italy, Amsterdam and America. Also, so that was an issue that he had with what we're speaking about UK seeds. And the second thing, also very, very close with the term pheno hunting. However, it's all about finding a mother plant to use for clones. Pheno hunting can be done with feminized seeds, not just regular seeds. So I'm going to ask Dan to comment on that one. And um, uh, so he said, um, and unfortunately, we did not reply to his comment. I'm terribly sorry. I think it was maybe a comment on the feed. We decided that we'd give you uh, your feedback live. Yeah. So, Victor, thank you very much for your comments. We love feedback. Yes. We love to be able to discuss this. I made the comment about seeds being legal in the UK um, maybe quite flippantly, okay? But I do know um, seed breeders in, in the UK. And I, I know the seeds come from Spain and Portugal and all of that, but particularly on this, a lot of the Spanish islands, there are a lot of people from the UK who grow their seed there yeah. for their UK yeah. So maybe I, just, I didn't clarify that, you know, sometimes we rush through things and I just say things off the top of my head. We have bought seeds from the UK that arrive as novelty packs and mm, whatever. But I know the Pot Valley guys grow on the Canary Islands, you know, which is a Portuguese territory, the Canary Islands. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and all of those seeds, they're grown by British people on Portuguese land. So I'm not sure you can say they come from Portugal. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but <laughs> Love you need to pass it on, but it was getting no, very really <laughs> So. So I think that's probably probably enough to say about the seeds. I don't think that the the UK law states so specifically as we do in South Africa, where it says cannabis sativa, the whole plant and any part of the plant, and da 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 da. da. I think that they have a different wording of their laws, but I'm quite um, prepared to do a little bit more research. The rest of this week has just been a bit busy, but thank you for contacting us, Victor. And um, and Dan, what do you say about the pheno hunting? Well, I mean, he is right in saying that he's looking for a mother plant to, to be able oh. to use, but going in doing that, you still have to go through all the different stages. You have to, well, you have to look at all the different phenotypes that are sitting in that room yes. and choose one. You yes. have to choose one of the moms. I mean, that's choosing a mom. So yes, you are right, but you still have to phenotype to get that mom. You're not just going to grow a hundred plants and just take anyone and just walk away out and say, "Cool, that's great." You still yeah. have to go through a process of reading, of well, not reading, sorry, growing it, flowering it, looking at its growth from veg to flower, and everything in yes. between, so you know that it's its whole makeup from and when not it just starts. once. You do yeah. that again, and then you grow it out again. Well, you can, exactly. If you're going to be doing test this, you can test it properly, exactly. You can have a whole lot of seeds, and if you wanted to, you would take that particular plant, and yeah. it, then it, now it comes more with backcrossing and with bringing back the male again. And, yeah. You know, but even if you take the backcrossing out, yes. and you just have the seeds and you do a pheno hunt, yes. <clears throat> the amount of time it takes for you to specifically identify I mean, how long has how long has Naka been working on Jules Number One? Mm -hmm. He's been working on it for at least yeah, yeah. almost a year. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a year, and how many plants, and you know, what does that cost? 
And when you yes. think about the genetics and, and the good quality genetics that are out there, and guys are paying, what, 300 euros, 400 euros for a, for a breeder's pack or whatever, yeah. you can yeah. justify yeah. that mm. price is justifiable. Yeah. For some yes. people that can't see it like that, you know, it's not justifiable. Yeah. But <clears throat> the amount of effort, money, time that goes into identifying the right pheno, Yes. Um, you know, when you're doing a 500 phenotype mm. selection, yeah. mm. you, 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 and it's all good, you know, yeah. you, you've got to go and do the tests, and then you send this yeah. off to the laboratory to get tested. That costs money. You, mm. You're already sitting at 1,600 bucks for each each one that you mm. test. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to make sure, you know, so it, 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 people don't underestimate, well, people underestimate how long it takes mm. yeah. to, to get that mother that you want. And the attention to detail. So I think that that's why we have to really, really respect our breeders. Yes. Remember, you have you have seed traders, and then you've got also got your seed breeders, and we spoke about that last week. So Victor, I hope that that answers but your sorry, question. One thing, sorry, before you no, go no, on, on the phenotype thing, the phenotype is also depicted by the environment. So you'll, you will all, you'll, if you take hundred seeds from the one plant and you take a hundred or fifty of those or twenty of those seeds and put them in a room that in the indoor room and you grow them all out and you take fifty of those seeds and put them outside and you put yeah. some of them under a greenhouse tunnel mm. they will all behave differently they will all look a slightly yeah. different they will react yeah. slightly different in terms of how they grow etc their rate of growth simply because that's what a phenotype is as well that's environmental effects on a plant in order to give it a change a chemotype is going to be in the plant that it's got short and yes yeah. this and short yeah. internodal spacing and your chemotype is what you're looking for when you do a hundred of the one seed in one room you're looking at a <coughs> chemotype i mean we got a customer in durban yeah. who, who's always writing girl scout cookies mm. and was only getting about 17 percent mm. they put like lighting i'm not mm. painting up but they put they changed their lighting mm. Which for me is exciting because yeah. you know it, it's it's always different. Mm. It's not the yeah. same. And where the where this real science comes like making wine. Mm. You know, you can make the same wine but using different grapes and you know it's hotter this time. Yeah. Cold yeah. last time, wetter, same with coffee. Same with coffee. <coughs> yeah. Sure. Anything yeah. like on the lines of connoisseurship. Yeah. 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 So so Victor's obviously quite a quite a connoisseur there and thanks for the feedback. We hope that answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, last Saturday I had the great opportunity to go out to the Chiba Africa campus, their Kauteng campus. Uh, out there for Renekin, and uh, it was for the occasion of the graduation of the first class of Chiba Africa full-time students. So these students have been through uh, three months of training, and it was so nice to go out there and see everybody, but particularly to see the recipients of the Dacha Couple Scholarship. Um, I was so touched uh, last year when Trenton and Linda and the good people at Chiba announced that they were going to be offering a Dacha couple scholarship. And the recipients of that scholarship were two beautiful people called Non Pumalelo and Chekofatso. 
So we first met, um, obviously, just over three months ago at the Open Day and when they started their course. And um, in the interim, they came to visit. The whole class of students came to visit here at the Daz Farm. And we had a nice time together. We showed them the garden and all of our different plants. It was the middle of winter, so there was not much in the garden, but we had a, we had a great day together. So going back and seeing all the students um, all dressed so smartly, unfortunately with times of COVID and the location of their campus, um, not too many uh, friends and family could support, but it was live streamed. So you can see on, um, on Chiba's social media, they have the live stream of that. And we also we put out a blog about it just to say thank you to Chiba. You know, they're one of our <coughs> local affiliate organizations because they, we have such an amazing balance of energy. We need, uh, as activists, we need people to be educated. Um, and we can't do everything. You know, the whole, the whole education side of things is enormous. And just in the short time that they have, have existed, they, they certainly have made great strides. They're opening up a new campus in Plate, which is um, uh, based on a farm outside the town. And uh, we're very excited about that. We're also going to be working together with them in the future in some projects here at the Jazz Farm. So watch the space. And so I had a great time on Saturday. It was great to go out there. And then yesterday, um, I got in the car and drove out there again uh, because it was the first lecture on uh, activism, which we like to do right at the beginning of the course, for the new intake of students. And so there was this amazing bunch of young people there all rearing to go, and there was this old auntie coming and telling him, but you must watch your back, you must be careful, this is for everybody, da 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 da. So we went through the manifesto, we had a great chat, we had a bit of a spliff outside and I came home. So we've met the new students and we look forward to welcoming them here at the Jazz Farm when they have their, their day out here. <coughs> so that's what we've been doing this week and with that Fields of Green update I'm going to hand over to the rest of the crew and Dale's going to come and take my seat so that we can hear all about the soil and all the research that our amazing producer Joe has put together for our soil show today. So I will see you next week. Time for you, Dale. Thanks for having me back, guys. No, hey, welcome no, back, Dale. Do you want to try back. some of this Jules number one? You tried the Jules number one. It's going to knock the words right out of your face. Why are you trying it? So now we're going to have quite a, quite a big growing of our buds. It's going to be quite a long episode of growing of our buds. Yeah, instead of doing CBDNNs, we've kind of got three stories, but it all kind of melds into soil. Soil, soil, soil. Yeah, there was, there was someone now on the comments um, that was actually mentioning a few different brands that we have in South Africa at the moment. And your guys came up, so yeah, cool. I mean, it's, it's just already. awesome that uh, <clears throat> that we've got a platform to talk about this stuff because I think it's it's, it's nice to share ideas and stuff. Um, you know, for for me, soils. We want to talk about soils. Everybody has their preference. Um, you, you know, there's there's lots of good stuff out there, but people just need to understand what the end goal is. That's for it. me, that's always about what the end goal is. Yeah. If we're doing just our own grows and the guys want to grow it in the garden, it doesn't cost anything, just like a normal plant, absolutely, you don't have to worry. Yeah. But when you're looking at 
um, let's call it medical grade and stuff, you've got to worry about heavy metals, you've got to worry about pests, you've got to worry about, you know, have consistencies in terms of your feedings and all that sort of stuff. So Standardized. That's, you know, then you need to get COAs for your, all the products that go into the facility and stuff. So that's what we've done, that's the market that we, we are obviously looking at. And we just want to create, you know, make it easy for so what you can do is you can add anything to our soil or our soilless medium and um, you know you're still the grower you've got all the you hold all the hands and all the cards to do whatever you want so as you can see on the screen there basically bioleaf is a company that supplies the soilless medium that is doing this around in south africa it's pretty much everywhere and they do lights, 100%. So they do the, they do the lights and they do the soils, so which is pretty cool. Um, the soil that they do is not particularly a soil because everyone's hearing us say soil, 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 soil. Yeah. It's not soil. It's a growing medium. It's a growing medium. And that's a new term that people have to yeah. learn with what growing in stuff is. Not a spiritual medium. <laughs> it's a medium, which can be lots of different things and then there's soil. And the medium that we are yeah. talking about yes. in terms of what you guys are growing is, yeah. you're making is uh, cocoa and perlite. Yeah. So it's, it's classified as a soilless medium because yes. we, we, we're working on hydroponic style of growing. Yes. So, so everybody knows hydroponics is about you, whatever you, you, you mix your nutrients into the water and you feed your plants using your irrigation system. And the medium is there to create the right environment within the rhizosphere, don't get too excited Martin, uh, in the rhizosphere, okay, which is the root zone, which, ena which enables all the nutrients to be absorbed into the plant at the right time. So we talk about air porosity, water holding capacity, all those sort of stuff. But there's lots of things, I mean you mentioned yes, cocoa perlite. Yeah, then there's other, um, other vermiculites. There's rock wool, uh, rock there's wool. hydroton, there's yeah. uh, perlite, there's straight water, straight water yeah. in the air. You can grow yeah. in the plant in, in the air. There's no medium essentially yeah. for that, but there's different types of hydroponic <coughs> systems. So, yeah, you would choose what you want to do. Like you're saying, what is your end goal? How do you want to have? What did you want at the end? Do you want an organically grown bud, or do you want a synthetically grown bud? Because you're not going to be able to grow. <coughs> sorry. Uh, organics in a soilless medium. So you... Joel's hitting you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna knock the words right out of your face. <laughs> yeah. So just so that everyone knows the difference between soil and soilless medium. <coughs> and living wow. organic soil as well, which is a, a different thing. You don't really want to be using nutrients and, and such. With no, your, you with you your don't. Organic. So I mean, you're 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 growing 101. <coughs> Um, when it comes to hydroponics, anything hydroponics is, you know, what is your pH in the rhizosphere. Yeah. Um, but when, you, when you're growing in soil, you're not going to be doing a runoff. Um, it's going to be very difficult to do a runoff. So, and also how you water, how much you water, how long you dry back for, etc., etc. So, I mean, I, I've mentioned this before, we were, we were fortunate enough to be invited by the World Burlite Institute uh, to go to Milan and do a research paper on growing cannabis in different grades of perlite. And, you know, so we went from 100 to 100% perlites, you know, bigger particle size, smaller particle size, we did 100% cocoa, and all the different things in between. So it was, it was 
amazing. You guys, <coughs> love, using you guys love using cocoa, right? No, 100%. <coughs> Why? Because it's because it's it suits the industry that we or targets the market that we that we want to target. And when you want to look at consistency, low cost per gram, um, then yeah. you have to do you have to work with cocoa. Mm. Rockwell is just hugely expensive, yeah. and it's also not good for the environment. <coughs> so yeah. But if the guys want to grow in soil and, and have all the worms and the bad guano and all that sort of stuff, hey, amen to that. Mm -hmm. you know, your weed will taste differently, you, you know. Do what you love to do, you know. That's it's amazing plants are going to grow pretty much anywhere, hey, <laughs> given the right yeah. care and attention. That's amazing. Yes. So what <coughs> have you guys got anything like new and exciting happening? Uh, you know, Joe, there's lots, there's lots happening. Um, we're fortunate, we're very busy, so we, we're happy with that. Um, Dan knows some of the facilities that we've, we've had the, the privilege to, to get involved with and, and, and conceptualize and, yes. and do that sort of stuff, and it's coming out nice. So the product's coming out nice. You know, it's meeting all the right standards, and that's what we hear about. That's, that's what it's all about. It's really cool to see all the theory in action, in practice. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, you know and I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what we, yeah. you know, if we produce something, we understand the value of, of what it's going to be used for, you know, and and that's why, you know, Knuckle, Knuckle takes every single batch of ours and, are you backing that? Did the sweet help? Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's really enjoying the. In, uh, I mean, you can see that Jules was was grown in, in bay leaf, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's just clean and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. But predictable. Absolutely. Again, in terms of where our market is, is that you want something that you you want to take out all the variable. Um, what's the word I'm saying? Yeah. All, all the all the variations. So, <laughs> anything you want to be worrying about is what's your EC. Um, what's your pH and growing? How easy it is to deliver, to deliver to the plant. And consistency, yeah, yeah. It's always about consistency. Very exciting. You can be consistently good or consistently cut, mm -hmm. as long as you're consistent. That's <laughs> 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 true, yeah. that is so true. So, yeah, soil makes me happy, of course. Um, that leads us to CBD and N. Getting down and dirty is the best upper for serotonin. Getting your hands dirty in the garden can increase your serotonin levels. Um, contact with the soil and a specific soil bacteria triggers the release of serotonin in our brain, according to researchers. Serotonin is a happy chemical, if you guys have not heard before. It is a natural antidepressant and strengthens the immune system. If you lack serotonin, it may lead to uh, depression issues, uh, anxiety, stress, sleeplessness. So uh, serotonin is essential in keeping us happy, of course. Uh, that leads us to the harvest high, which gives you your, gives you your dopamine, which is another chemical in our brain. <laughs> this relates to the brain when, when we harvest products from the garden. And this is something that is developed in our genes for thousands and thousands of years. It's shown when we harvest something and when we put our hands in the soil, uh, it triggers this, this release in our brain that, that's literally euphoria, it's happiness. That's why you feel so much success when you harvest your plants, whether it's tomatoes or cannabis. That's the, you know? 
reap reward, right. uh, harvest your reward, yeah. You reap what you sow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, the dopamine <laughs> release is triggered by sight, either seeing fruits or berries or cannabis flowers, highly resinous, sugar coated. That's the prize, the prize at the end of the game. That's, like, that's what you've um, been doing it all for. As well as your smell and the action of actually picking the fruit. So, in relation to cannabis, of course, um, it just shows how, how much gratefulness you really feel when you, when you harvest the plant. And when you've got your hands dirty. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Scientifically gives you a dopamine rush. Scientifically, yes. There is a, a chemical compound found in the soil, a bacteria, that triggers your, your dopamine and your serotonin. There's the science behind why it's making us happy. <laughs> so for everyone who's like getting really, really stressed out because of all of this stuff, this lockdown this last year and a bit, go play outside in the mm. soil <coughs> and get your serotonin. Yeah, get yourself a serotonin boost. It's scientifically proven to help beat depression. I'm going to try. It's why kids loved it. Yeah. yeah. And they're always in a good mood when they're playing outside. Yeah. Yeah. Splashing in the mud, jumping exactly. around, eating the dust. Exactly. Oh, I want to go jump in the puddles. Mud pies. <laughs> mud pies. <laughs> Okay, so now now that so, we know playing in soil is, is going to make us happy, we need to... Dana, are you going to tell us about the different kinds of soil? Different kinds of soil? The different kinds of soil <laughs> that we can't come across when you're trying to plant. Sure. And like... So, soil isn't just made up of soil, one thing. It's not just a... There it is. It's obviously made up of different types of soil. Different types of sands and mediums. So you've got a lot of... Um, well, not a lot. There's only three different things. You've got your clay, your sand, and your silt. And that is essentially what you mix in different ratios in order to make the right kind of soil. Air porosity of the water exactly. holding capacity. Water holding capacity, um, stability, drainage, there's all things. So um, <clears throat> let's break it down. I mean, you've got your silt, which is going to be your easy, what, sorry, ideal growing medium. Basically, the silt is what you're going to be using to to hold your moisture in, because your sand is not going to definitely hold it, and the clay is not going to hold it, because the clay is going to be just clumped up together. Mm -hmm. So it's something that holds onto the moisture, and you need a bit of sand, which then allows water to drain through. Because if you don't have drainage, you're going to cause a... Root rot. Exactly, root yeah. rot. You're going to cause this ugly bog that doesn't allow anything to breathe, because it needs to be able to breathe. And then your clay provides the glue, pretty much. Yep. It, like, it holds everything together to make sure it doesn't just run away yeah, and not too much training exactly so it's just when yeah. water comes that yes it just runs with it it yeah. sort of holds yeah. it all together and you make this yeah. mix and that is the base of soil yeah. but then on top of that you also need to add your microbes or your, your your compost your broken down matter and your humus and your 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 top mulching layers but clay is also good at holding the sugars that's why right so like any nutrients you feed is going to hold inside instead of draining right through yes it's more of a cation bonding place <laughs> Technically speaking, if you're using that, you, you're not going to be using fertilizers and stuff because yeah. right. you, you want to be able to have all your <coughs> nutrients, whatever the plant is going to be requiring, already in your soil. And that's just water. Yeah. More ferroplanting. Water, yeah. water, water, water. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got some um, stuff that you add and etc. etc. That's that's just your normal <coughs> grow, and you know they, they, there's a huge market for that. There's a big place mm. for that. Uh, people like it because you when we were talking about phenotypes and stuff, it's yeah. going to create a completely different mm. flavor, completely a different bud, mm. etc., etc. 
but soil also is very complex. You know, it's a lot more yeah. deeper than just what the what I was talking about there. That is your base that you yeah. can make up to suit your your growth style or whatever. Well, you got to see what you plans, stuck with first. You got to look at your garden and see what it is you're presented with yeah. to begin with. Well, like, there you go. You would want to amend your soil. Like, you like if you're at home and you want to plant in your garden beds, but it's just like red, red sand, mm. clay. Mm. Mm. What, what are you supposed to add into your soil? Well, you're going to obviously want to get more organic matter into yeah. it so that it's able to breathe and also for mm. the nutrients and for the plants to grow through and make mm. sure they can hold onto it because nothing really likes to grow in that red sand. There's no nutrient inside. It's very... Yeah. yeah. So what I was saying, when you make your, your soil, so you take your bed and you can either do raised beds, like Mert was saying, she likes to do the raised beds. Um, it's a, that's a very good method because you're basically layering different types of organic matter that creates this in-place compost bed, basically. Yeah. So everything breaks down and it makes its own nutrients and everything is able to go into the soil below it, which also fortifies the ground around it, which is great. And that's cheap. Yes, it, it doesn't is. cost anything. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the most basic thing, like a, a, a raised bed where you're making your layers. Yeah. If you look into um, different types of outdoor growing and outdoor techniques, like KNF, for instance, Korean natural farming is another way where you take microbes and you use lactose, lactose, and you use all sorts of things to create more nutrients and more bioavailability to the plants and more nutrients availability to the plants via these mixtures that you make. Yeah, we did it's, cover it's, them. We have talked about it back, back then. The um, soil can really go down a long yeah. rabbit hole. There's so many <laughs> things you can do, and lift different people believe different things. And there's a, yep. you kind of make your own recipe. That's mm. it. It's an organic recipe. You make your own recipe. You decide, I like yeah. this, I prefer this. Because no organic grower grows the same. Exactly. There's no yeah. but, but that's But that also gives them the USP, the selling point. There we go. And that's why they, yeah. that's why you, organic is pushed very hard in the market because people love to push the fact that they have their own mix and their yeah. own creations, what they've made and in order to make it this beautiful. Adds to the terroir at the end of the day. Of course, yeah. 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 Because at the end of the that day, side of the mountain <clears throat> with the river on the bottom, and you're pulling soil from the river or the floodplain up. That's your special, I mean, your mix. little area. That's it, yeah. You ever look at all the, you know, some of these big grows that all they're growing is dynamite CBD. Uh, what was the other ones? Uh, you know, it's all just the same wishy-washy yeah. thing that they all look the same. It's mm -hmm. just, there's no... But through, a, through, a soil, through a soil mix that you make yeah. your own can create different phenotypes again. It can, oh, yeah. And make them assist different yeah. things yeah. and push all different day. ways. And yeah. you'll day. be surprised that this guy here, yeah. you, grow organic and I grow organic and you grow, our plants will come out differently yeah. because we have a different mix in the Big way that we allow availability of certain nutrients to be allowed for right. yeast during the growth like, or like how we do decades, it. Because uh, a lot of the weed just seemed the same, you know, it was very airy, bad, it all seemed like the same sort of structure. Mm -hmm. But now people are using all these different mediums and they're getting so many different results, you know. And yeah, we, we, I mean, we, so we sort, we, I mean, if we look at soilless medium, <clears throat> if you go and grow in 100% cocoa versus our blend versus 100% perlite, you gain completely, because during our research we used, it was the same room, the same nutrients, everything was the same, uh, the plants were the same, they were clones from the same mom, yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. and, it was, and they came out completely differently. Yeah. The colas were we different size. So has different soil led to the innovation <coughs> of cannabis? The, the, the improvement oh, absolutely, of cannabis? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. The phenotyping of it, yes. So I suppose that, that would make complete logical sense to say then that you, you could never really expect whatever you've grown to look like the picture that was sold to you on the internet. 
Because I see a lot of people on on the internet complaining about this. I don't say definitely not, but I I do say it's hard. Because think about it like this. Let's just think about it like this. If the guy that's growing the plant in, say, a tent, and he bred his plant in a tent, and he had X, Y conditions, and he met it, your plant should come out the same. If you use the same kind of nutrients so and the same environmental factors, to grow exactly. it's good. Yes, but to but to get that exact matchup of lights, temp, humidity, CO2, nutrients, nutrient feed, altitude. schedule, altitude, all of that. There's a whole different thing. It's hard. It's hard. No, it's, uh, I mean, I, that's why I was saying, you know, it's a guide. It's a reference point. Um, but. Don't rely yeah. looking at that picture and thinking yeah. you're going to get that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I mean, the picture looks great. Yes. I mean, the picture sells. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want to do? Why are you going this route? Why are you choosing that route? What is the chemical makeup? What is the compositions? What is the terpene profile? What is the, the cannabinoid profile that you, that you want yeah. um, or that you're seeking? Um, you know, that's... That is more important. You are what you eat, and that's the kind of because at the end of the day, when everything's said and done, it they all it all looks like that. It all looks like this. Yeah, we all, say, but he has one very all, green one and one yeah, very purple all, one. It all ends up like this, you know. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at the jewels, it's just absolutely it oh, screams the quality, etc., yeah, etc. But then it's about the journey. It's about mm. from you know looking at it, growing it, mm. loving it, mm. and then mm. smoking. Mm. Um, yeah. But then look, a lot of people find issues when they build rich soils at home that mm. they then bring a lot of pests. So let's talk about pest management. Integrating pest management. IPM. That's a solution. IPM. IPM is. We have to. So. With the whole um, sticking with the happy soil and your microbes and your good serotonin that you get from the soil, you can't go and throw a whole lot of poison onto your ground and you don't want to use Roundup, for instance, on any of your cannabis or anything. In fact, you don't want to use it in your whole garden. So this IPM that we talk of is, is a, something that you can use everywhere, throughout the garden. It's not just on cannabis. And IPM stands for Integrated Pest Management. And what that is, is by using <clears throat> natural... Uh, pests, fungus, um, yeah, little pests, mm, little yeah. tiny hoppers, how can I say yeah, that? Nematodes, predator yeah. mites, um, yeah. wasps, there's all sorts of, the whole range of them. So and you can yeah, tell us more because yeah, so, you're so, the man about it, so, 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 so Coppet's so, so uh, slogan is um, nature for nature. So um, they're using nature to help with balance exactly. what's happening yeah. in nature so corporate is a is a dutch company um they've been around for many many years and they've you know they they supply a lot of the world market in terms of um rpm products but specifically like predator mites um your swirskis your aphipars so these are little parasitic wasps which are good for aphids and then you've got your um bacillus Minutes, which is good for your spider mites. So these are little things that you release into your garden, and they will go and seek out the spider mites and they'll go and chow them. Hey, hungry hoppers, they want to eat other hoppers. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Do they then try to prevent a way of those predator bugs 
somehow uh, escalating and breeding out of control. What if you have an issue then where those bugs stay? No, no, absolutely. So that's why. So you, you know, obviously they're not going to eat eggs, for example. Right. So let's let's look at like a Swirsky, a Swirsky or a, a Spidex, which is good for the thrips white fly. So each one of the pests has got a, a life cycle. Mm -hmm. So you've got the eggs, you've got the pupa, the larvae, and then it goes into the adults. So when you introduce these um, predator mites in there, they would go and take, the, um, for example, the adults. The adults will then stop laying eggs. When you stop laying eggs, you break the cycle, etc., etc. But if you get it too late and you don't carry on with the treatment, those eggs that are laid are going to grow and hatch mm -hmm. and then they're going to come in. So you've got to keep on adding it. So your prevention is always better than cure. Mm -hmm. So you bring out these, they've got these beautiful little sachets and inside these sachets, like the Swirsky's mm -hmm. sachets or the uh, Spikel, um, has got uh, a, little, a few eggs, a few larvae and a few adults and they will come out <coughs> over a three, four week period mm. into your garden. So it's like a slow release. It's uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. really well thought out. And then you've got the, like the aphipars, which is these tiny little wasps mm. that you that you let out and they go and they, they mm. hunt for the aphids. Yeah, they're really cool to watch. And they will take about 30, each each male uh, yeah. aphipar will, will take out about 13 aphids, 13, 14 aphids. And so basically you can get any any pest that we have in South Africa that is affecting our cannabis crops, you can get an IPM solution for that. So yeah. don't think that you have to go and use the poison. If you want to go organic and you really are thinking of staying with organic roots, you have yeah. to then really stand by that and run the, the uh, IPM. But IPM is not about just going there and just spraying out some evil, like so, like, a, like a poisonous. You have to get involved. Like you said, there's a regular, every week, you have to apply your, your spider mites or your, your mites that are going to kill the spider mites or apply your different weekly IPM sprays, which is the Bavarius, Bavaria Bosiana, the Metaresium, and the Biosulfur. Yeah. And by running with that in a continuous cycle, you can also then create this yeah. routine that they can't break in through that. Yeah. It's quite amazing There's if you just stick with it. Yeah. And yeah. you actively spray them. So you're not just, <coughs> you're not just reactively. You're not reactively, you're actively. So it's actually a much better thing. If you want to get more involved with your plants and see the difference, put them there. Do, it. Do the ideas. You know, one thing that I find, like, when lots of people find me, um, you know, say, listen, I've got a problem. So I ask them, um, what have you sprayed in the last 10 days? Uh, I've sprayed rose care. Yeah. So, well, speak to me in eight weeks' time yeah. because yeah. I can't. Re we can't release predators into your garden and you and you spray yeah. with, uh, with, with with poison in there because mm -hmm. then you're just wasting money. Yeah. Um, so when you start with with what what Dan you were talking about the bovril, which is the Bavaria bosiana and the, and the metaresium and the biosulfur, that is a foliar application. So you're always applying it onto your plants mm. once a week at different stages yeah. and then you're not having that infestation and when you come to or the chance of infestation and when you come to flowering stage so you first week two week three so you're pre-flower and then into week three is that you don't want to spray anything on your plants no, at all. It, exactly yeah. you literally five weeks away from harvest mm. the chances of something dramatically going wrong in terms of pest infiltration within that five-week period mm. is very, very difficult. 
So, and that's where you then have, if you have a flare up there, you can then introduce your predatory mites. Yeah. Because you haven't sprayed with um, um, rose care or something that's going to climb or, or, or something like that, yeah. you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's very, very important. And I mean, So, maybe, boom, you could show us a picture of spidex, what they look like. You can just make a full screen of what a predator mite looks like so we can show the crowd or the. Swirsky, yes, let's see that, and that's, <clears throat> that is basically what I want to show people what it looks like, mm. because they look like your spider mite, they look like another hawthorn, yeah. you can't, <clears throat> you have to know what it looks like, you know, when you put it in, otherwise, yeah. you're not, I mean, you're not, not going to go and kill every other one, but when they go in the room, it's cool, if you have like the spidex, I think it is, yeah. when you put that down, it's a red spider mite, yeah. and it goes out of that box, and they're like little troopers, like, yeah, like hundreds of super thousands fast. of them, and they're they cheetahs. They're so fast. They are so fast. They run running along the leaves, and you yeah. just know they're going to hunt something. They smell something. <laughs> <laughs> they smell something. Sounds awesome. So if we, yeah, let's see there what we've got here. So that is what it is. Let's see there. There we go. Yeah. Chowing on something there. Yeah. Mm. So it's a game of cat and mouse. You know, if you've got too many rats in your house, go buy a cat. And these guys the will just go around and they'll chow, 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 chow. And once there's nothing to eat, they just die and they'll drop down because yeah, yeah. They, they're not going to reproduce. They're just literally going to be like, cool, yeah. done. And that's the end cool. of the story. Yeah. You know, lived a great life. Thank yeah, you. These it. are great for trips and a trip is fast. This thing runs in a trip. Yeah, that's so, the Swirsky. Yeah, the Swirsky. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful product. I mean, it's good for, for two things, uh, thrips and white flour. Yeah. Um, Eggs also. So, so that's that. Mm. That's really a, a, a fantastic product. Check out the spidex. So that's uh, for that's for white fly there. And thrips, yeah. And in, and and thrips. Let's look at the spider mite uh, solution. There we go. Spidex. Yeah. So this is the bad boy that you stick on when you got the spider mites, and you know. If you want to, you apply this wrap, you apply this um, that's what we got. every other week. Exactly. That. And that little red dude, he runs out and he hunts down the yeah. two spotted spider mite, which is yeah. the one that we commonly have in South Africa. Yeah. And Bam. they go and they just annihilate. They annihilate yeah. these things, which is cool. So if you feel like going that route, go like that and use that every... But you know what's really important is that, is that you, you're identifying what problem you have. I mean, I've got a couple of videos from a customer looking at it and it's like looked like an aphid but it looked like a spider mite and we weren't quite yeah. sure and we had a look and and my question to him was is it causing any problems to your plants are they actually on your mm. plants mm. eating it yeah no okay then, then you, you know let's just you know wipe around get rid of it you know all that sort of stuff and you know if it starts becoming a problem because we what it actually when i when i spoke to lazan from corporate and we we got their opinions as well it was actually looked like a feeder mite, what we call a feeder mite, which is uh, a, a, a pest that doesn't do anything, so it's not really a pest. But the corporate products like to feed on those, on those mites. So it was actually a nice food source. And another thing you also need to realize is that you, if you're going to be applying these things, there's obviously a problem. There's something they're coming in from somewhere and that you've missed out. You're not allowing, you are, you are allowing them to come, if it's an indoor growth, for instance, <coughs> you need to then change the procedures and maybe clean up a lot more. Make sure that you don't bring in <coughs> material from outside. Don't take a walk in your garden before you come inside. Don't keep your dead leaves on the floor inside the grow room. Make sure that you're cleaning up because they like to live in those little crevices. And ants that bring, that come in, they bring 
All so, sorts of shit in. Don't carry a knife with him. Try find the place where it happens or where it's coming from. Obviously, if it's outdoors, <laughs> then you treat and you try and figure it out because if there's a plant that's a couple of meters down. Those? Yeah, well, your clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your clothes. That's your biggest. You are, when biggest, you walk through different places, you walk biggest, and touch your plants, you can transfer. Uh, so, yeah, the problem yeah. that comes in is, is us bringing <laughs> our own problems into our groves. Yeah. Well, I think everyone now knows about IPM, and if you want to get some IPM, get hold of Wes. He can sort yeah. you out. Technologies, they Easy peasy. Yeah. On Insta, you can just message me, send me a number, uh, give you a shot. Um, yeah. Pretty Check simple. out their website, cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff available now in the market. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff. There's lots. We, we've really stepped up our game in South Africa from having nothing to having absolutely everything you need to be high end growers. So, yeah, check them out. They're probably found another OGs like Toppy. They've got yeah, yeah, the yeah, soul, they've got the yeah, lights, yeah, they're working well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just doing our thing. Where's you're going to help us? Just a couple of legends. You're going to help us with the Instagram this week. So you okay, can cool. choose the winner of the Instagram. All right. Yeah. Instagram. Where have we got this week? Instagram. So what you do is you post uh, pictures of any of your weed-related things uh, with hashtag Hotbox Show. Uh, Hotbox Show ZA. We or look tag through, us at Hotbox Show. We, we, during the week, we look through as many pictures as we possibly can. There's quite a lot of entries, mm. um, but always more the better, right? That's it. And that's we it. nail it down to our, our finalists, which are how many this week? We've got five. Well, oh, I, I, I think there's, there's one person that's got two pictures in, but um, we've got five pictures. Mm. Always fun looking for I new names as well. Should have brought that blood out the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the colour on that blood is very close oh, to this. Oh. It's very white. Yep. And it's very like That's when you should be topping your plant, right? I'm looking at that picture and I'm just saying, you know, it reminds me of spring, but you'll never have that in spring, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, true. True. Very nice. Yeah. And I've said it before, uh, people who do have plants flowering this time of year, if they get it right, there's some pretty cool expressions in your plants. Oh, definitely, because of the temperatures. Oh, crazy mm. stuff. Yeah. I can't really see that. I mean... Uh, yeah, that bud needs to come out, bro. Good yeah. It's a big joint, but you need to trust the bud. Mm. That's nice. That looks like an autoflower. It's so small. I love that shot. I love it's that shot. Yeah, really I love yeah. that shot. And it's stacked up nice yeah. and tight, Nux. That dab's nice. Okay, I think I've made up my mind. Who shall it be? But that sunshine. Sunshine one, so that's the bombs and what? Hit that bomb zero. That one. Hit that bomb zero. Hit that bomb. Nice. Let's have a look at this. Oh, you can't. You're not lying on there. Okay, let's have a look at the. The thing. Hit that bomb zero. Well done. That's awesome. So now that you've yeah, we're gonna hit you up. It was we'll, like a really cool we'll send you a message shot. and you send us yeah, a message we'll and we'll write things out. Like awesome. Yeah. Yes. So awesome. we've got the calendar. Should we have that quickly and do, see what's I happening? I have one event coming up this weekend that I could find. Right, um, so it's know. called the Little Amsterdam Festival. It is in Pretoria East. It's hosted a joint Taste Buds Cafe for their very first festival in collaboration with the Marley Jeans, uh, Marley Jean, Marley Jane Seed Company and Your Royal Highness. It's for a weekend filled with 420 fun in Pretoria East. Uh, it's a 30 rand uh, entrance fee, no under 18s, 
and uh, look up Little Amsterdam Festival on Facebook uh, for more event details. I think I, I might even pop around to that. It looks like it could be good fun. Weekly calendar. Weekly calendar. That's it. It's not nice. just one short and the pandemic, but at least there's something going on in spring. Okay, well at least there's something. I think more and more things are going to start happening and people are going to be getting out there a bit more and... That's hope it. that they don't lock us down again. Okay, our poll results. What is your go-to for soil? I've been cultivating my own soil for years. 43%. So that's a pretty good number. Well, yeah. uh, I buy soil and amend, amend it to my preferences, yeah. another 43%. And I completely trust the soil I buy and I, I use it as is, 14%. So no one's really trusting the soil in the market. Is that what yeah, they're I saying? suppose they're fiddling as they go. A lot of it, a lot of it's going to the amendments because people want to add things um, yeah. to their soil, their own personal yeah. preferences. Mm. Yeah. And Absolutely. again, like we say, soil—it's a very um, loose term. Yes, loose term because essentially, it's soil that they're buying it from a supplier. Mm. That supplier mm. buys it from a, another supplier in the country, mm. and we, you know, there was there are other soil suppliers, but their mix is different. Mm. And yeah. That's the game that you play with organics because if you try and sell a soil on the market that is too hot or is not fertilized properly or it has something that you didn't find out while you're packaging it, there's, you a, didn't pay there's a very big. That's why yeah, they are yeah, about getting the it. People want to let it go. I remember. No, you know, if you don't pay your suppliers for their cocoa, <laughs> they probably got them out and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> It would now be a good time to insert a soil. Don't forget to know your rights. Yeah, I need you to uh, please stay safe and choose happy. I'm going to just tell you to grow your own. And what am I going to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like what I'm you, know, you know what? Like I, I, just, I just think that uh, people must just carry on doing what they're doing. Uh, keep it real. Yes. Um, you know, it's all about what you want to do as a grower. Um, you, you know, if you want to try different things, go out and try different things. Uh, do what makes you happy. Um, because if you're happy, then the rest of the world will be happy. Because mm -hmm. yes. everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. So, yes.